your weekly educational coffee is about to be served. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Educational experts from all around the world are sharing some coffee and ideas with you. It's Teacher's Coffee with Natasha and George. Hello, Teachers Coffee fans, Teachers Coffee followers. We are very excited for another podcast because we have a great friend and somebody who has been to our show at least three or four times. I have lost mm-hmm. track uh, and uh, very well worth it, actually. And she was invited one more time because, as I said, it's very worth it. And she worth all this you know, attention. And I'm talking about Rachel Paling, our good friend. Um, your title has become so long since the first time I met you. So even, you know, making this introduction um, seems a little bit not awkward. I, I feel I have a feeling that I may forget something. But you are, of course, um, the, um, the founder of the neuro language coaching uh, method. And you have your neuro language institution, actually. Um, you are also very active on social media. You are considered a specialist in um, uh, not only coaching, but brain friendly learning, something that we have pushed a lot through Express Publishing. And there is also very, there are also very interesting activities like the NeuroHeart Conference, which is coming up. And it's one of the main reasons for this podcast. And of course, the NeuroHeart Institution that you're going to talk to us about it in a minute. So, Rachel, welcome to Teachers Coffee. And Natasha, hello. Sorry, I forgot about Hello. That. Hello. Welcome, Rachel. And before uh, George asks you the first question, I would like to tell you that I always... Uh, I, 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 I always wait for your contribution at the EP Summit because I know that it's a time that I will be relaxing, I will be relieved, and I will I will work on overcoming all the, the dark thoughts that might, you know, invade sometimes after all the things that we have to face every year. So I'm very happy that I got I get the chance to see you again after a year because it was last year that we invited you for the previous conference. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Natasha and George. Thank you, thank you. And yes, you know, uh, Natasha, this year I'm hoping that you enjoyed my little connection of Greek and Roman. Exactly. I I love it. You know, I was was really uh, exploring that word and, and I was also blown away when I saw that mix of Greek and Roman in one word. And for me, it was that interesting 
thought that, you know, the, the philosophical brain, the subconscious is that Greek part and the meta, the Roman sort of logical, rational is the meta part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Pondering about the brain. That's <laughs> all that we do in life. It really makes absolute sense to me. And it's great because that's all about knowledge, my friends. It's all about sharing. It's all about getting ideas that will spark new ideas. And this is how the world and knowledge goes on. But Natasha mentioned something about dark times, um, Rachel, and maybe there are personal dark times that we all have, but also there might be the global dark times as well. And um, obviously, we don't want another podcast about mentioning what is happening. We are all aware of what is happening right now. There are so many bad news out there. Um, let's try to transfer this, how it can be perceived um, from people that work in education, that is students and teachers. And if I am to ask, I would say, what do you think the effect of all these things are in students and teachers? Let's start with the basics. Well, you know, um, in everything in life, we need to have the dark to see the light. And unfortunately, that is, uh, I guess, the rule of life. And yes, I think we are, um, we're, can I say, transcending? Of course. Yes. Because there are so many things happening and so much chaos in the world. And I think people are um, confused, hurt, dismayed, shocked. Um, there's a lot of emotions worldwide, worldwide. And obviously, we, we've got the backdrop of a, a pandemic that's sort of still rumbling in the distance, but it's kind of hopefully um, it's now under wraps. And at the same time, now we, we have this dreadful, dreadful war aggression, which none of us, none of us resonate with. And as educators, I think one of the major, major questions for us is how can we keep the equilibrium? How can we keep that sort of balance in such times so that we are able to constantly help educate, accompany people through learning processes, even with everything that's happening. First thing, I think um, it's about how educators help themselves to get that balance for themselves. And secondly, how they can help others. And I, I do have to say, and, and this is where I, I do want to say that I'm very, very, very proud of many, many of the neural language coaches worldwide. Because I know that in times of difficulty, they really are helping a lot of people because of their knowledge about the brain, about how the brain functions and reacts, because of the knowledge about conscious and subconscious and metacognition and amygdala and fight and flight, and also the techniques of how to get control of the brain. I know that many, many neural language coaches worldwide are really helping their learners beyond just language learning. Not as a psychologist, not as a psychiatrist, not as a therapist, but as a coach. And that for me, I, I firstly, I'd just like to start the podcast by recognizing them. They did it at the start of the pandemic, through the pandemic, and they're doing it now as well with, with the backdrop of the war. Rachel, I couldn't agree more. And I think um, now it's high time 
that we all consider very seriously, something that we've been saying, all the neurolanguage coaches, specifically you for years now, maybe it's high time that we start seeing the students, not as students, but as human beings first. I think this is needed right now. It's not just another theory or a method. It's what students need at this point. So to overcome this havoc of emotions, bewilderment, I don't know, confusion that you mentioned before. Absolutely. You know, the, the holistic human that we are, we are individuals. We are different. We are all unique. And unfortunately, uh, could we say 200 years, we've been pushed into one box at school, education, institutions, universities. And, and now we, we're seeing that that one box doesn't work for everybody. And teachers know that. Teachers in schools are suffering because they, they want to break free from this rigid, this is how we do it, but they don't know how. So it, I do think there's a phenomena of teachers intuitively changing. I know thousands of teachers and a lot of the teachers that come to me and do my courses, they are intuitively doing it, changing, trying to change, but they're not sure how to do it. They don't know the structure. They don't know what to do. They don't understand the impact that it has on the brain. So yes, the more that we as educators become aware of our impact and, and how we can help just by changing the way that we communicate, just by saying a certain thing in a certain way, or just by scaffolding onto something else and building bridges and connecting and associating. When we start to really empower the learning process, that's when we start to reach individual unique learners. That's so very true, Rachel. And um, um, I, I have to, to add a little bit of something here because uh, uh, George uh, mentioned the students and the way we communicate with them and you did also. Yesterday, I had a meeting with a teacher and uh, she told me about a kid that actually wanted to play basketball because, and because of COVID, uh, you know, the, the access to the balls is a bit restricted so that not everybody touches the ball. But he decided to, you know, to, to break the rule and start, you know, using during the break the, the, the basketball and start, you know, shooting um, uh, with uh, the basketball. And he was, um, he was punished for that. And he said, okay, I'm, I'm a teenager, I'm sorry, but you can tie my hands and you can untie them whenever I need to write tests, if it's okay. But I'm a teenager, I cannot bear that anymore. So yes, I think that, okay, it's okay with restrictions, we need to follow the rules, but communication will be the psychotherapy of everyone. Uh, through social interactivity, we shall be able to overcome all those things. But I wanted, I mean, I had the, you know, the, the need to, to say that because it was a shocking um, uh, reaction uh, from the kids and the shocking message to the teachers that we should change the recipe somehow. So according to, you know, to everything that you have mentioned so far all these years in your experience, what can the teachers actually do in action to, to help kids fellow teachers, colleagues, and everyone overcome all those problems that have occurred lately? Yeah, 
Well, first thing I want to say, you know, the teenager is absolutely right, because how can it be that he can't touch a basketball, but he's allowed to touch an exam paper? Yeah, that's... that's may have been touched by thousands That's crazy. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, unfortunately, we're living in a world where there are no logical rules at the moment. Nothing makes sense. So how do we navigate this? Well, um, there are going to be many, many, many consequences coming from this pandemic. Um, this last week, I had uh, a beautiful phone call with the Director of Education uh, at HeartMath, uh, um, Jeff Gerlitz, and the Director of Science at HeartMath, Roland McCrady. Um, we're actually going to have Jeff speaking at our conference this year, um, and I'll speak about that in a minute. But both of them were saying that the phenomenon at the moment is the trauma that these children are demonstrating. Small children, uh, mid-aged children, teenagers, you know, if we're honest, even us as adults, everybody is suffering from post-traumatic stress from the pandemic and still. The one thing that we need is firstly to help children to reintegrate. And this is what HeartMath are and starting to do. They're starting to do courses in schools all over the world, helping them to integrate. And secondly, I think it's about helping children to manage their stress, bringing in techniques, but obviously the teachers need to understand this. And how can we bring in certain things into the classroom that are going to help children to understand their brain, understand if they go into a panic attack, if they go into a moment of stress, what they can do, what do they need, and understand how to communicate around this as well. I think so many kids don't understand what's happening. If I had known as a child how to manage my stress, how to manage my uh, emotions, how to manage my panic attacks, you know, when, when, when you have these, and by the way, um, Bessel van der Kolk says that 90% of people will have a panic attack at some point in their life, 90% of people, some as a child, some as a teenager, some in their 20s, some in their 50s, at some point, we all experience it. And if I had known how to understand what's happening, because it's a physiological reaction, which makes sense. And then if I had had the tools, how to manage it, wow. And I do think we need to be giving this information and the tools to children from a very early age and to teenagers and to help teenagers to understand the teenage brain. Because there are other things, there are other traits and characteristics that happen to us when we're teenagers. So yes, I think it's, it's um, education into how the brain functions, reacts, and learns. Now, one of the major problems that we have is that there's a lot of theory at the, about the brain at the moment. There's a lot of courses about neuroscience, and this is how the brain works, and you know the very scientific side. And I know that many people criticize me for not being scientific enough. For me, the most important thing is the message being understood by the other person. If you want me to go scientific, I can go scientific. But normally, I try to keep it in very simple terms. So if I'm speaking with a child, the child understands. If 
I'm speaking with a teenager, the teenager understands. If I'm speaking to a housewife, the housewife understands. The most important message is that we are implementing the science, not just regurgitating it, we're living it. Rachel, you know, I, I can't simply hold it. I'm going to say a very short story, which is very much connected to what you said. Uh, you do know Dario Fo, who is like the most famous playwright of the 20th century, the Italian playwright. You, you do know him, Dario Fo? You don't know him? Anyway, he... So I have to confess, uh, George, I don't know him at all. Anyway, anyway, he's yeah. the, most pro- <laughs> the most famous Italian playwright yes. um, uh, of the 20th century. Okay. Yes. But yes. Uh, what is amazing that this person who is considered an intellectual and academic in 1962, he was presenting a TV show with music in Italian television called Canciotissima, which later was presented by Rafaela Cara. You do know Rafaela Cara. Okay, okay, all right. So when journalists ask him, how could it be that you are an academic, you are a person of intellect, you are the most important playwright, and you present a TV show with actually uh, jolly songs? And he said exactly what you said. What's the point of having something without being able to communicate it to the masses? And that's why I'm here. I might be an intellectual, but I'm here because I want to communicate and what Natasha said with all the people. Otherwise, uh, and actually his show was pretty radical because he was promoting, um, not extreme, very pioneering political ideas uh, during the times. And he was doing it through a TV show. So it's more or less what you said, how important communication is. And you don't have to be so scientific. Yeah, uh, as long as you can communicate and i guess you can be human not only it's not only about scientific approach scientific approach is very good but if it's not you know combined with human uh, elements it's it's just a show off that's my that's the feeling that i usually get yeah well honestly i i sometimes i sometimes wonder because um when i look back at my academic history i've got 10 years of academia 10 years through my life. And if that's not enough for people, I don't know what's enough, (laughs) really. Absolutely. And talking about communication, I think this is one of the main perspectives and objectives of the NeuroHeart Foundation as well. Would you like to tell us a little bit uh, where we stand regarding the foundation? Yes. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's quite an interesting journey for me because obviously I've never, ever in my life set up a foundation. This is a a new experience for me. And I have to share with everybody that it's also been a bureaucratic journey um, with the Spanish authorities, um, which last October and November, I actually thought that we had got the bureaucracy under wraps. We'd got everything up and running and we were ready to go but it turned out that we were missing something. So uh, um, this is one of the reasons why the foundation has been a little bit quiet and we're not yet at full mast sailing on the ocean yet. Um, But over these last weeks, we have taken that final step and we are just waiting for that final yes to get the, the mast up into full mast so that we can start sailing at full speed. 
you know, we have a lot of things, a lot of ideas for the foundation. Um, for me, the most important thing is that we are supporting and helping teachers worldwide with training. You know, there are a lot of schools um, that cannot afford to train teachers. They cannot afford for the sort of um, extra curricular training. And that's where we do want to come in. We want to come in to um, provide courses that are going to help teachers to come into that brain-friendly space, teachers to understand how to deliver courses to manage children's emotions and brains and situations. And uh, very excitingly, I have to say that when I was speaking to Heart Math last week, uh, we may be exploring how to work together there. And that could be that we are bringing some of those courses through, through the foundation as well. So do, do keep uh, watching this space, everybody, because it might get very exciting after the conference. Absolutely, absolutely. Always, Rachel. <laughs> we always follow you. No worries. Well, and you mentioned also the Six Neuro Heart Conference, which is coming up in Sidges um, at the end of uh, April. Yeah. I can confirm that uh, me, Jenny, Dooley will be there as well. And But maybe you can tell us more about this conference because it's coming up in two weeks, three weeks' it time. Is. It is. Um, and again, this is going to be an interesting journey for everybody because it's going to be a hybrid conference, which will be the first uh, that we've ever experienced in our lives. As everybody knows, the last two years we had to, like everybody else, do the conference online. And so, yeah, excited to have a group of people that are coming to Sitges live, and some of the speakers will be with us live, and then a group of people worldwide connecting online, and again, some of the speakers will be, will be online. So delighted that we've got Jenny Dooley coming. Yes, we've got George uh, also coming. Fantastic. Um, we've got Irene Lilia Adon who will be uh, again talking about the heart. You know, we, we, uh, every year we've uh, experienced that amazing connection uh, that Irene gives us with that sort of leadership and bringing in the heart and how relevant that is to, to today's world. Um, we've also got Thomas Feiner coming over. I love Thomas. Thomas is the uh, expert of feedback. He really is the neurofeedback expert worldwide. Um, he will be talking about developing the high performance brain and the high performance mind. So definitely excited uh, to, to hear Thomas again. If I may say what is really exciting about Thomas's presentation is that he presents all these real scientific data right in front of you. Yes. So anybody who has any objection about not being scientific, he simply <laughs> should zip it because it's yes. there. It's there. Yes. Absolutely. And Thomas as well, you know, he really does simplify it for us all to understand. Exactly. It's fantastic, really. Uh, we have Maria Davu speaking as well. She's going to be talking about hacking the educational system, which will be, I think, phenomenal to listen to. And we've also got uh, Jodie Gibson flying all the way from the US to be with us. Uh, Jodie is a real, real, real expert coach, professional coach, and also has a, a background with NLP. 
she's trained with Bandler and actually even recently has again furthered her training to become um, a trainer. And she was training with Bandler mm -hmm. recently as well. And she's going to be talking about uh, the map is not the territory, which will be quite an interesting, uh, obviously, the brain map. She'll be talking about that. And uh, the other ones who are going to be with us live, uh, we've got Gorka, Bartolome, and Gita. Gorka is phenomenal. He is an MCC, a master certified coach with the ICF. And he did actually do, um, for his uh, PhD, he did um, research on um, the effects in the brain of creativity. And he'll be sharing with us uh, all that research at the conference. It's going to be amazing. And um, an all-time favorite, we've got Rachel Bamba with us. Rachel Bamba, again, a neuroscientist and expert coach, a PCC coach, phenomenal speaker. She's going to be talking about insights from neuroscience and supervision to increase confidence, mindset, and success with clients. So those are the, the people that are going to be there joining us, obviously myself as well. I'm just, oh, Rob Howard will be with us as well. Of course. Yes, how could I forget? Rob Howard, all-time favorite in the uh, language training and education world. He'll be talking about upskill or standstill. Uh, so definitely phenomenal to, to have um, Rob with us. And then we've got lots of favorite speakers. We've got Terry Small, amazing colleague with brain-friendly learning. He literally delivers worldwide uh, speeches about the brain. And this year, engaging the brain and using brain science to improve learning. We've got our favorite Curtis Kelly, yes, who will be talking about the social brain and the C factor. Um, we've got Joe Bivens. Joe Bivens was with us last year. She is phenomenal with kids. She uh, talks about the superstar system, how to support children to develop their qualities. We've got Dana Poklipovic talking about inclusion. Um, we've also got and this is the star, I think, from, from uh, all the, the days that we're going to be together. As I said, we've got Jeff Gerlitz from HeartMath Institute, and he's going to be talking about those practices and strategies for the classroom to help children to really, really activate the transformative heart. So we're going to have such a mix of brain and heart and, oh, goodness, I think we're going to have emotions uh, hitting the roof. And by the way, tonight, I am actually going to be speaking to a surprise group of speakers. And over the next days, I'm going to be uh, sharing that in social media. Um, we are going to have an, another uh, speaker joining us. Um, and possibly with his business partner as well. And that is going to be also phenomenal. So yes, very excited, very excited. Wow, Rachel, I think that uh, uh, this conference of yours should be uh, have should have an, a different name, like your annual uh, brain and heart booster. <laughs> well, your, your annual fix. <laughs> 
educational brain heart booster fix. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's amazing. I mean, I, as I was listening to you, I said, okay, you, we don't need any, you know, special uh, doctors to treat us if we actually attend those people that uh, inspire us and give us new uh, new ideas, new paths to follow, and new mentality to adapt in order to become better. And, and this is the whole, you know, thank you, Natasha, because that's really the philosophy of this conference. This conference is different. There's nothing like this conference on earth, I'm convinced. Firstly, we do not have breakout rooms. Everybody shares the same experience. So we all share the, the knowledge, the tips, the information, all the way through from beginning to end. Secondly, we, we have speakers that come from totally different perspectives, from the coaching, from the brain, from the neurofeedback, from the um, practical intelligence, emotional intelligence. We have everything. And yes, it's about stimulating us as educators. Each and every one of us will take what we need or what is good for each and every one of us to take as information to enhance our learning processes. And that's the objective of this conference, to enhance learning. How can we do that? Now, for people, obviously, I, I think people are suffering from Zoom and online fatigue. And I totally understand that because I also <laughs> suffer from Zoom and online fatigue. And so there will be the, the videos available afterwards. And I know that we have a lot of people connecting in from the US uh, as well. So just to share with everybody, there will be videos in case you don't want to sit there for the whole three days, which is understandable. Um, you could watch a little bit and then the others, you will get the video links too. Or you can join us in Sitges. We're delighted that people are actually traveling and joining and yeah, wow. I'm, I'm really quite excited. I'm sure I'm gonna get very emotional and I'm gonna get very emotional because I'm going to be meeting some of my neuro language coaches for the first time ever in person. And one of them is Ingrid Lair. I cannot wait to meet Ingrid. And Virginia is coming all the way from America as well. So I cannot wait to meet Virginia. And I could go on and on and on. There's a list of uh, coaches that, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure I'm going to have some tears over those days. Excellent. Yeah, I, I wish I could come too, uh, but I will I will plan it for next year, I promise. I will try to watch it online as I did last year, which was an amazing experience. And uh, this is going to be put in my to-do list for the next year. <laughs> I think that we all we all uh, actually want to, to meet up after such a long... And I realized that uh, after uh, last Sunday that I actually decided to attend some uh, presentations uh, at, at the IP exhibition in Greece. You know, Philip, uh, Philip um, um, Diechi that had invited you in one of the last uh, uh, conferences. So we, I actually went to his IP exhibition and I was so thrilled that I saw people and I got to, to even, you know, see them behind the masks, but actually communicating with them is 
is better than being behind the screen. And I have kept this uh, beautiful uh, expression from George Hadis, uh, George, that actually said, ah, it's so nice to be seeing all those familiar eyebrows <laughs> because we're wearing masks. And I will, I will use it from now on because, okay, we only see the eyebrows, but it's better than nothing, than, you know, the pixels. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's it's quite interesting as well, because now the, the masks are slowly coming off all over the world. And, uh, you know, we're seeing people for the first time, you know, we're seeing their mouth, their, the way they communicate with, you know, and sometimes it, it's quite not what you expect. It's like, wow. <laughs> yes. So I totally agree, Natasha. Beautiful that we're starting to connect and reintegrate and re-socialize you know this is one of the i think one of the most devastating parts of the pandemic we are built to be to be social to be human to be connected to to uh, connect with each other touch each other hug each other and to be denied that is also part of i think denying our humanness well rachel Thank you so much. I mean, it was uh, it was really as as it is always, of course. It was really um, an enlightening uh, half an hour, or if something a bit more. Well, I could listen to you forever. I know that, but uh, we don't want to tire off our listeners. Uh, so we have to say goodbye for today, George. Thank you so much for inviting Rachel once more. Absolutely. And let's not let's renew our appointment for let's repeat the date of the conference 28th 29th 30th of april good is or online and uh you can find information uh, everybody can find information on your pages uh so, where they can register to right the conference page is www.neurohearteducationconference.com absolutely we're gonna be there Yay. So, see you in CZS, all of you. Thank you, Rachel. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Lots of kisses. You too. <laughs> and don't forget to follow our channel on Mixcloud and Spotify and join our Teachers Coffee group on Facebook. Let's stay together connected.